All right. Jason so check out everything every Monday. Chasing the Natty on Mondays. Yes, I, I, I need to update this thing because we've got a lot of stuff going on. All right. But that's going to be our show for tonight. Apologies to Kirk Curve Street. We ran out of time for Chris Moxley and Matt Bruning. I'm Felix Sharp. Good night. And the Daily Draft Report. Jeez. I I I I I wrote the show sheet really late. So um, I did not update. I need to update the outro. That was an efficient show. It's the off season, you know. Man, We're here we, for the people, we, though. We've been hitting like sixty minutes most days, and so 40, we have forty's a uh, a good one for us. Well, look, Matthew's already yawning, already going to be like, "I'm not going to upload the show tonight." Oh, so, no, he's you know, going to be like, "Oh, I'm like, I'm getting off early no, and then stay on." So for I will, I will upload minutes. the show as long as we are off here in the next forty minutes. That gives that gives Mike a time to come on here for forty minutes and and. Did you, you send him the link? Mike, did you send him the link? I thought you got to send him the link. I assumed you did. So hang on one second. All right, I'm going to tell you why I don't. While we're waiting for Mike, who we have been handing off the show. Uh, as we attempt to develop our roster of people go. in all aspects, our writers, um, people doing really everything for us, including being on-air talent. Look at me. I'm sounding like I'm some sort of, like, this is a television show. I mean, I guess it is. But on, we're trying on-air to develop, talent. We are trying to develop, you know, the people who are who are talking in front of microphones and get a deeper bench there. And so we've been tossing it to Mike. It's Mike's. Uh, it's Mike's after show, and so we'll hand the baton the baton to him as soon as he gets here. But Wandale Robinson is one of these. All right, so there's a spectrum of wide receiver that includes Deontay Johnson and uh, Hunter Renfro and um, uh, Calvin Ridley. They are just. <laughs> they are just. You know, guys who are Antonio Brown is at the highest end of that spectrum. There are guys where their testing doesn't really matter because it's very hard to stay with them. They just move so fast. They move like pinballs. And I think that that's what Wandale is. So I don't really care that, oh, he ran a – you guys are you guys say he tested poorly. He ran a 4-4-0? He ran a 4-4 something? Oh, but he, because he's 5-8, he has to run a 3-9? Oh, so what uh, we're bring in. Okay, first off, first off, how dare you? Out there or what, Mike? How how dare you say that Wandell is on the same level as Rondale? Rondale. Well, they rhyme. That's great. <laughs> Who is that I, dude? I, I'm getting on. my hat game ready for Corey so we can show up with hats. He wears a fedora once in a while, so I'm really rolling the dice here. Oh shoot. Mike I knew it was coming. all right. I'll be right back. I gotta get my hat game. I gotta get my hat game. Oh, is Corey coming Mike? on too? I didn't send him the link. <laughs> Yeah, Corey is coming on. He's Mike's guest. Uh, Mike, we're someone... handed the baton off to you. Mike is wearing uh, his rimmed, gold-rimmed sunglasses and his fedora and his Hawaiian shirt. He's ready for vacation. And Has for someone some sent takes. Corey the link by any chance? Uh, not me, because I don't have that control. That's what I need now. I will send it to him right now. Thank you. I would appreciate that. He would appreciate that. The Debbie team appreciates that. Oh, my goodness. I don't think okay. I really don't think Wandale gets the same draft cap anymore because of, because of the athletic testing. My my, that's, I am a big size matters guy, and so for guys that are small, I need them to be like athletically elite. Otherwise, I'm I'm not really interested. 
that I, I agree with Mike. That's what I'm worried about. I, I don't I don't really have an issue with his testing. I didn't like that he came in at five eight. But we also don't see a ton of wide receivers who are five eight get drafted. It's usually like one or two. It's usually been one. Now last year we had two two in Rondale. And again, you got Calvin Austin who came in around the same size, so I think showed yeah. out better at the combine that if he gets drafted first, I don't know that Wandale gets day two draft capital. So if he goes like let's just say he goes late third, early fourth, I don't think it's a massive thing for him, but that goes back to us saying, like, I think you can get him out of value then at that point. You don't have to take him in the second round of your rookie draft. But, so I, yeah, I'm I, still willing to bet on him. I just don't know that I'm taking him that early anymore, and he, he fell a little bit because of that. I still agree with uh, Felix, though, about, like, Wandell's, like, tape and, and how he played. Like, he played great. I just think he has, like – I mean, when I watched him play, because I'm a Kentucky fan, so I watched, like, every game, he had, like, short little arms. He got caught from behind all the time. I'm like, you know <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, but I, that's not his – his game is is like getting open quickly, in my opinion, and I think that's what he's good at. So I still I still like him. I do like him more than Calvin Austin. I'm, I'm out on Calvin Austin. I think he's like my – last time I did my rankings, which was like a month ago, he was wide receiver 40 for me. I'm not touching Calvin Austin. Just so you know. Rookie wide receiver 40? Yeah. Mike, you got to introduce your guest so the audience yeah. knows oh. who talking to. Who's talking? Everybody, welcome to the after show. Uh, Corey's got a little jingle coming up next week for us for the after show. Don't worry about it. Corey, (laughs) welcome to the show. Please, please introduce yourself to the crowd. What's up, Mike? What's up, Felix? What's up, Matt? Thanks for having me. Uh, Mike invited me on an impromptu thing here, so I'm just here winging it. Just came uh, came to say hi to you guys. Uh, The intro video looked banging. That looked awesome. It was good to see that. My hat looks banging too. I didn't. I didn't do the fedora though, so sorry about that. But I knew I was gonna lose the bet because I knew you got that hat in the mail. I knew you were gonna wear it. But I, had I, to, I, I had to. Yeah. But I tried. Corey P. Corey P. F. F. Underscore guitarist on Twitter, formerly a breakout finder, still working with Debbie Deep Dive, and we are so so happy to have him here at campustocanton.com. He's rock, rocking the C two C fitted cap, representing for the brand. Uh, Corey, don't, thanks for coming. Don't on. sell him short either. He is our Devi team lead over at the website as well. So he he is yeah. he's the Devi yeah. king for us. He he's running all the secret projects behind the scenes. So well, for thank now, you guys for that for that introduction. You guys introduced me better than I introduced myself. So well, Mike didn't, <laughs> yeah. and it's Mike's show. So uh, yeah. yeah, Mike, what the hell, uh, man? Mike, Mike is. Well, I mean, you just heard it. You could, you could hear the jealousy in Mike's voice right there. He said, "For now, like I think he's coming for that throne." So he was trying to <laughs> undercut you a little bit. I think that's what it was. Wait until it gets out where he ranked Benjamin Eurosec, tight end extraordinaire. Way too tight, low. tight end nine, I think. I got him at nine right oh, now. Oh, you moved him up from seventeen last time I bothered you. <laughs> Yeah, see, yeah, I, I, but I didn't even finish those rankings though. I just moved guys up. Like tight ends was like the last one I was doing. I just moved guys up that I knew I was going to rank, and then I was going to yeah. fix it all up. But yeah, he ended up at nine for me, I think. So I, I love how everyone at CDC procrastinated on doing their rankings. All of a sudden, the chat gets all lively, and everyone's doing them the last. Like, you need the days. most information available to be able to finish your ranks at the last minute, man. You finished them like four weeks ago. You already changed them. Like fucking, you had to change them today. Now I, I adjust to my information. I get in there early. All right. Where where do you have the tight end from Stanford? Because I will butcher his last name. I'm just curious. Yeah, Benjamin Eurosec. That was yeah, that's who he was talking about. We have him at nine. Yeah, I I I have nine. I have him at five, I believe. At five, yeah, okay. Where do you have Elijah Arroyo? Oh man, hold on. I can't have him there here either. Uh, Arroyo, I have have him at fifteen. I have him in the twenties. I'm pretty sure. Jeez, 
I'm, I have 21. nine. I must be way off yeah. compared to what you two think. No, no I've no, got no, them at nine. Not, I, have, I have them up there too. Yeah, I don't know. I I like Skinner a lot too, so I don't know how that's all going to break out there. But I, he's I, too skinny. He is skinny. He's white. That doesn't matter for college though. He's still going to play. Oh, well, I'm doing it for Debbie. I'll do it in Debbie rankings. So, so that's my reason for dropping Arroyo because I don't think he's. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I'm not sold on him yet. Anyways, he didn't even do anything. So. I saw Matt had uh, Brant Keith or Keith, whatever, like our uh, tight end six, I think. He's like, I, I think so. Yep. Yeah. You t- you yeah. literally tweeted about it today. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, the yeah. other day. Oh, yeah. I didn't tweet out my stuff. That, yeah. I still believe in him. He's produced every year at Utah. I don't give a fuck how old he is. He's just too small. I'm not about it. Tight end's got to be six foot four or higher for me to really care. Wow. There's you That's and then there's me. So. All right, that's true. You you like the smaller guys. I've been noticing that for you lately. Like you you don't care about size. You don't care about size. Well, I mean, Matthew is. I mean, like if you met if you so exactly if you met me in person, uh, I'm I'm all about short people. You know, I got to yeah. advocate for me and Colin because we're looking up at everybody. Unfortunately, I was always taller than all my friends. My dad would call my short friends my PP pals for pint size. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you clarified that. So, thanks. All right, Corey, I got a question for you. Shoot. Uh, do you consider yourself a hat guy? This is kind of self-explanatory, but I just need to say it out loud. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, so I got to tell you a story here because okay. I'm going to become a hat guy here pretty soon too. Okay. I'm not quite where Felix is, but I think I'm thinning a little in the back, and my wife is lying to me about it. <laughs> and I think she's been lying to me about it for months, right? And I used to be in the army, and and if you ever been around military guys, they're not very good about putting filters on their mouth. It gets me a lot of trouble. I got one kid I like picked up from like jail like three times. I, I, I think of him like a son, but he comes up to the back of me and he's just like, damn, so aren't you thinning back here? And I was like, damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, oh no. And I immediately called my wife and I'm like, you lied to me. I asked you about this last week. She's like, what do you want me to say? I'm like, the truth. You <laughs> told me the truth. So I got to get into hats and I want to know why you pick your style of hats the way you do. You, you don't do baseball caps. I've never seen you wear a visor. The fedora oh, game, God, I, I've never seen you wear a fedora anymore. They should probably stop. <laughs> but you I'll wear a visor out. still? Sometimes. Depends on the depends on the day. It's sunny out, I guess. <laughs> no, but I don't know. I uh, I never liked the way basketball or uh, baseball caps kind of fit me either. Like with the bent beak, I've always been a straight beak guy. I don't, I don't really know why. It's just the, the one I chose, man. The one that I think it suits me the best, but yeah, I mean, mine and mine is going too, but it, it's okay. shaved, but it's uh, my peaks are starting to come in pretty bad. And hey, it's okay. I'm going to be there right there with you in a year or two. I swear. Yeah. But I, uh, I Mike, just... Mike, where can, where can the folks get that sexy hat that Corey has on? Oh, uh, you know, that's a good question. Well, I'm going to defer to Chris. Chris, let us know where we can find that. You can get it at the merch page on the Campus to Canton uh, website. You can get it on the merch page on the Campus to Canton website. And Hannah is uh, still with us in the comments. Hannah, you are always welcome here at the after show if you want to join us. We can shoot you the link. I could have gotten that. She has it. I sent it to her and and Mike in the same DM again. I just like Colin gets a a DM every single week to come on the show because he's in one of the chats with Moxley and it's just easier for me to just find the top one and click and post. So Mike doesn't even get his DM. He has to share it. I I just want to say, I would have gotten the answer right. Felix, if I had access to the website sooner than December after being here since like June. Well, I I put you on the spot, so that's okay. But well, 
we didn't we didn't even talk about Alfred tonight. We we're gonna say that he uh yeah, how he doesn't listen. I am I am uh, distracted by see, Alfred's picture. I, I'm distracted by oh not Alfred, I'm sorry. Jarek's picture in the chat for, for the YouTube page. I'm like trying to zoom in on my screen because I'm trying to see what it looks like. I think he's Jarek is something vaulted. with his pole vaulting. Vaulting. Is he, he pole vaulting? No, he pole vaulted in college. Yeah, he's a pole vaulter. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. what he's doing in this picture. Yeah. Jared, Jared also too? secretly tall. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah everybody. Yeah, is. he is. I think everybody is dude, over six foot except dude, for I'm like, me, Colin, and Moxley. I you know, am like I'm five nine. foot eight, so like I'm pretty fucking short. Too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't draft you. I can't. So draft you. I need you to show up to the. I need you to show up to the expo then, Corey. So I don't just have to, to stand be the next to you anymore. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to elaborate. You guys don't know how many times I've DM'd Jarek. Say, Jarek. And Jarek, in fairness, Jarek, he's a data guy. He wants to be precise. He does not like doing stuff live. And so for the shows during the college football season, we the By the Numbers segments were recorded. And But I've, I've asked Jarek, I mean, hundreds of times to come on and talk about something. He just ignores me. And so I asked him to come on and talk about this race thing with the dad. I was like, there's just no way that he's going to come on. I, I, I DM'd him on Monday. Got, gets back to me 20 minutes before the show starts today. Said he's coming. I'm like, what? This is the thing that he's going to come on and talk about. So I really appreciate Jared he, coming on. Awesome. Talk about he's passionate I mean, he, about it. He, 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 had, maybe, he had a lot of opinions on it. So it was a good he segment. may be very busy with some very important things that may have been sure. mentioned he earlier is. in the show. If you guys yes. watched the Debbie debate, Felix may have alluded to some stuff that 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 Jarek has been working on. So, yep, two, oh, man, he's, two got, he's got a young one at home too, which has been killing yep. me, man. So I, I can understand that. That it's hard to get anything done with one running around. Or I think his is even younger than mine, somewhere like six months <laughs> or seven months or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Right yeah, now. I'm terrified to have kids, and my little one doesn't have kids here. Uh, you know what? The world is terrified for you to have kids, Mike. So it's probably <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> I have I have a puppy, and I'm like, this is too much. I can't do it. I'm I'm in the same boat as you, Mike. Don't worry. It just stares at me. I'm like, what are you staring at? You want to go? I'm like, and then he thinks it's playtime, and I'm like, no, that's what I'm talking about. Have you seen that sketch? God, I don't even remember what show it is where he's like, he with the baby's looking at him. He's like, hey, you want to go? You want to fight? Yeah. He's, like, he's just a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> that's, have. Dude, that's my. Kid, oh, kids scare me too because, like, have you guys seen Alien vs. Predator or any of the, the Predator alien movies? Any of them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How is how are the aliens not basically a C-section? I don't think burst oh, out of the So I mean, it's a they burst out of the stomach. It's yeah. like no, they burst out of the stomach. No, they burst out. Of the chest. They're called chest bursters. They burst out of your chest. Oh, they okay. Burst I don't know. Out I'm sorry. You're talking about the, whole, the after the, the face hugs impregnate you, they come out of your chest, not your stomach. Yeah. Sure, whatever. The so whole process categor terrifies categor me. Categorically it terrifies me, too. I am terrified of those movies, and I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to offend some women here, but like when the baby kicks in the stomach, it terrifies me because I think of the alien movie as well. So I understand that part, but it comes out of the chest, not the stomach. Okay, if my wife out. had C-sections. It's completely different. I was there. Time out. We're, we're, we're off oh, track. We're, we are all talking about how scared we are of children, and we're not even the one birthing them. So like I. Maybe a little That's bit just because we are, <laughs> we are in. Hey, the record reflected. I'm not a part of this conversation <laughs> here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch back over to football for a little bit. I'm gonna so we can Let's get back that. on track. I got, I got two off mic. Off I got mic. That's in your podcast. <laughs> I, got, I got two questions, Hot two daily questions for. Uh, that was actually a nickname of mine in college. But anyway, 
I have a I have a question for Corey here. Two questions here. You, you can talk. Everyone can chime in. Yeah. So Devin Neal, right? Everyone, I think everyone here has Devin Neal probably inside their top twenty for for Dev or C to C. Okay, not Chris, but I I think I I keep moving him down, but I think he's at like RB sixteen for me. My issue with Devin Neal is that I do think that Kai Thomas eats into his workload. Like I believe in Devin Neal, but I, I think it's going to be put off a little bit by Kai Thomas being there. And I want to know what your opinion is about Kai Thomas transferring over to Kansas and, and where you see Devin Neal going in his college career. Yeah. I mean, I, you could say that too. Like I think Kai Thomas is an okay player. Um, I really like Devin Neal as a prospect, though, and I think maybe that's where it comes from, too, where I think that maybe he projects better to the NFL with his athleticism, uh, the size he's at. Um, I was hoping that he was probably going to be the lead guy there for a while, and I probably do have a little bit more faith in that than you. I mean, he came on strong, pretty strong last year and looked pretty good. Um, so I think really it comes down to the fact that I'm probably lower on Kai Thomas than you because maybe you think that he eats more into that workload than, than I actually do. I'd have to check. He's not that high. I think he's like in the 50s or 60s, maybe a little less than that. But uh, anyone else want to chime in on that on the top? Um, I think I think you're right. I mean, Kai Thomas performed well at the end of the season last year for Minnesota, but um, I forgot the coach's name there. Forgot the coach's name there at Kansas. Uh, uh, Lance Leopold. Leopold. Yes, Lance Leopold. He's mm. had he had. Produ- two productive backs at Buffalo between Jared Patterson and Kevin. Jeez, these Marks. names Marks. just fade so fast. Yes, Kevin, Kevin Marks. Marks. Yeah. Kevin Marks. So, I mean, I I don't know who's going to be the number one or number two. I do think that Devin Neal has potential. I mean, he's was an excellent receiver in high school. Um, was very good as a true freshman at a below average power five school. So he showed already. I mean – I don't know that it. I don't know that it necessarily matters for his um, Devi value for Devin Devin Neal's Devi value. I think that he's still on on track to be, you know, a potential draft pick. Now, when is he going to be drafted? Is, who's to say? But I think that he performed well enough last year that he's still on that track. Okay. I actually like the offense too. Like I, I'm pretty interested in Jalen Dan- Jalen Daniels, who's there. I think he'll be their starting quarterback this year. I don't think it's going to be Jason Bean. I just don't think Bean has it all. They t- actually talked about moving him to a different position. I could see him being a wide receiver. He's pretty athletic. He just doesn't really have what it takes to be a quarterback. So Jalen Daniels is a guy who I think could lead this offense to another level that isn't Kansas level, which is like the bare minimum. But it's, yeah, an, inter- yeah. it's an interesting offense. I, I think I actually want pieces of. I like Jared Casey there at tight end. I'd like put it in the, the chat a little, just like as a, late round stash for CFF production. But I'm with you. Kansas was like a nice, a nice offense for the first time ever. All right. My next question here is going to be, um, cause I struggle with this. So again, anyone can chime in here. I have a hard time really giving the Debbie value to uh, Rashid Ali and then Lou Nichols. Those two guys, I have a hard time. I, I like, I don't know what to do. I, I see uh, Ali's like numbers, like his height. I'm a big size guy. Like look at his height. Like, he's six foot 200. First off, there's no way he's six foot. I'm thinking he's more like five ten, but you just I don't know. You take it away, Corey. What do you What do you think about those two guys? Yeah, I mean, if he is two hundred already, that's not a bad weight to already start at um, and already be pretty productive. 
it's it's a tough one. I uh, I, I made a tweet about it or a little while ago that I kind of related it to like the sincere McCormick thing where he kind of had the explosive freshman season and everybody kind of jumped up and jumped on his train. And I could kind of see Ali being the new sincere McCormick that everybody kind of talks about in terms of value, not really the same type of player, but I mean, you like watch his tape and he's, he's outrunning everybody on the field. He's pretty quick. He, he shows some toughness, but you're right. I mean, and the numbers don't work fell work well for uh, uh, guys who are not in the power five, making it to the NFL uh, at running back. And I, I things are, aren't in his favor right now, but I think he's going to be one of these guys that sticks around. So like when I'm ranking him, I'm kind of ranking him like, like, modestly i guess like where do i have him uh what number is this oh my numbers aren't showing up for some reason all right well i have i have rasheen at 14 and lou nichols at 16 and desi at 17 see i'm lower i have him at 27 right now wow so i'm like so so i do get worried i just like just proactively always right away i always just kind of hold back on guys that are coming from a lower level of competition like that um it, it's hard for me to to rank them higher i don't think you know I, I i can't do it to myself yet until i see the only guy that i have ranked higher that isn't from a power, power five school is mcgaskill right now but at the same time i mean houston is going to join the big 12 i don't know when possibly in 23 um I think he's a special player too. I think Moxie's pretty high on him too. I mean, this guy had offers from like every big school that that, that you could think of from Bama, from everybody, and he uh, didn't. Um, he ended up staying close to home at, at Houston, so I can't really fault him for that. Um, I, I find it him an interesting conversation because it's going to be hard to decide what to do with the fact that he is joint. He might be playing in Power Five by the time he does get drafted. So there's kind of going to be some context to him. I don't know how to how to treat that, but uh, I think he's I think he's a nice player. I really do. All right, all right. I, I have Lou Nichols as a top ten, a top ten back um, in C two C, but I would it, have him as a top ten back in Devi also. I, just, I mean, he's listed as really? two, at two twenty. Yeah, I do. He, I, I, he's listed at two twenty. Um, even if he's two fifteen, moving the way he does, I just think that he is a good player. And I know it's difficult to make the jump. But I just. I, we, I mean, we've seen, we've seen it from from uh, Kareem Hunt in the same conference. I just think that 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 I just think that Lou Nichols is a really really good player. That offensive line was so good last year. Like they're losing two, they're losing Raymond is probably a day one. I probably top twenty pick. Um, they're also losing another lineman who I think is could probably go day two. So I'm really curious to see how Central Michigan performs this year, especially with. Uh, Kobe Lewis coming back, I think that could hurt Lou Nichols. I I don't know. I really liked Lou Nichols heading into last year, and I'm more on the pump the brakes this year because his value's just risen so much. The same way I feel about Rashin Ali. Like I I really like Rashin Ali at the beginning of the year, and now I think we've gotten a little too ahead of him because I think he's a good receiver. I think he's a good rusher, but like I don't know what his ceiling is at the NFL level. Like I think he's probably a day three pick. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I don't think yeah. I'm taking like a. I don't think there's a five-star running back that I'd ever have ranked ahead of him. Um, even if he's like an incoming freshman who I don't like the situation of. And I don't know, like I I have not worked on those ranks recently, so I can't tell you where I have him ranked. But I, I'll tell you that I would not take a, any five-star running back above him with certainty. And I don't know how that all fits in or who the five-star running backs are this year. So I could just be staying stupid shit. 
Oh, finally, Felix Lee's couldn't stand the guy. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing. Oh, <laughs> my next question is is for um, kind of actually what what the show just talked about a little bit. But Corey, does how much does the combine matter to you for Debbie? Um, I don't know. Things might move like within tiers, maybe, but I don't think anything moves drastically. Um, I, I like it as a confirmation of things that we already kind of saw. Um, you know, like, like a guy like Traylon Burks, you guys were talking about, like, it doesn't change much for me either. Like the initial shock of it was kind of like, damn, like, what am I going to do with this guy now? Now he's not the freak athlete that maybe I thought he might be, or might test like, and then like, I, you know, you kind of settle down from it and you're like, wait, like everything else that I saw on tape tells me that's going to be, he deserves to be like in the top two conversation. Like I have him in a tier at the top with, with uh, Garrett Wilson and himself, you know, upside if you want to go to Burks uh safety or something if you want to go with Garrett Wilson because because Burks is a little bit more of a raw prospect but but no it's just a confirmation of things for me um uh, nothing really drastically is going to change like even with David Bell like I was already pretty low on him I kind of didn't think he was going to test the best either uh so I wasn't very surprised by that but yeah it's it's more confirmation for me okay yeah I'm with you on that I I like I like the preset tiers and I just move into tiers I I finally succumbed and moved Drake London up to four. I still don't believe in him. I know I'm the only one, but whatever. And then I, uh, I didn't move up. I didn't move up Chris Olave at all. I just, I didn't. So I'm, I don't, I'm I don't think I had him one. in too bad of a spot already. I think like eight or seven or eight or something like that. But I do, I do have London at three right now. But okay, um, just I've seen a lot of things that I like from London. Like I was kind of low on him last year. When you watched him last year, it was a lot of like, like yeah. four sped slots uh targets out of the slot where he was yeah kind they, of run, like and to, uh, this year he moved on to the outside which i i thought he did pretty good i think he's more finesse than people give him credit for uh right. i think he's more of a fluid athlete than people give him credit for like just, when you're watching some of the things yeah when, when you watch his when he does things off the line like i i don't know i think he's uh i, I think he's good good player where do you where do you have are you talking about drake london right sorry i'm like yeah. listening to my kids like murder people over yeah. here where uh where do you have him ranked within this wide receiver class? I'm three sorry, what? Right, three right now. Oh, we're we're all. I told you, I got all kinds of shit going on over here tonight. Yeah, we're I'm bringing it back to Coney 2012 over here. <laughs> oh you have him three, you said? Yeah, I'm at three. Yeah. Okay, that's where I have him as well. I got. I agree. He, he creates so he creates separation within his route better than some of the other guys doing this class. I think people underrate him because he's not that burner. Like he creates separation yeah. in the route at the catch point. Like he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to create that five yards of separation. Like, like Burks can when he gets going downfield or Garrett Wilson, because he's such a damn good route runner. Like yeah. London's going to be good. I, I have him at three as well. He's, he's the last of my, I have three guys in my tier one and it's, it's Burks Wilson. They're very close, and then London's a tad bit behind those two, but he's my last guy in tier one. Okay. Yeah, and I saw, I see exactly the same thing was in between that like zero to eight yard range, like what he was doing to gain separation in that range. Like I, I, I thought I was, blo- I, I was blown away because I expected him to be more of a sluggish, more physical or whatever. And I actually think he's more finesse in that area than, than physical. He figures out a way to gain separation off of his release, and then he's not going to be a burner, like you said, but he finds other ways to get the separation. So, And if, if Slovis could actually deliver him some balls in, in right. stride, it would have helped. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think he's more athletic than he gets credit for, too. Everybody just looks... I think it's because everybody just looks at him as this big contested catch guy, because if you go... Yep. And I don't want to say that everybody does this, 
But like, if you just go look at his highlights, like that's what a lot of it was when he was in the slot yep. because of what you just mentioned. Like Slovis is just throwing it up, and London's going up and getting it. But if you go look at what he did this year before he got hurt, where he was absolutely dominating, he creates separation in the route. That's what I found more impressive. And he can go up and get it with his basketball background and everything. So I, I do think he's going to – I understand that it seems like the NFL is moving away from those contested catch guys, but I think London is more than that. Like it's a part of his game, but it's not the main part of his game. Okay, so here's here's my side is that I don't see that. I still see a lot of screen plays, which is like nice, but I don't really care. It doesn't really showcase your route running ability. Mm-hmm. I think he pushes off at the top a lot. I see I see where he gets separation at the top of his routes, but I, I rather guys get separation with their feet. Uh, that's 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 my my preference in players. And um I, I talking about the bathroom background, like this is my big issue with like the, when the combine happens, is like I'm sure he can jump and get up for the ball, but there's not a lot of plays where he does that because he's already so tall anyway. So, like, last year, for example, Diamond Brown, right? He had the best vertical in the class. I think it was, like, 39 inches, if I'm remembering correctly. But when I watched, and you guys, this is, like, before I knew you guys, so if you guys can correct me because you probably watched a lot more football than me then. When I watched Diami Brown play, he wasn't going vertical for much. He didn't really showcase it in his game. And I'm just kind of there, like, why are people toting his vertical when he doesn't even he doesn't even utilize it in his, in his game? So... I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty against the combine. I, I only care about the combine when one you have a super terrible score, like like Kyron Williams. Like now, I'm concerned. But like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But like, besides I mean, that, like I, I'm moving around in tears. And then for me with Drake London, I I thought he looks clunky and and not. I don't. I don't see the separator in him, and that's that's really what I what I care about. So, you, Mike, you actually brought up a good question earlier that actually I, I think is an interesting conversation of when did everyone move off of David Bell? Because I think he's a really good example of fantasy Twitter holding on to someone who they shouldn't be for way too long. Like, okay, the, I'm going to breadcrumbs were there like a year ago. Like we saw this coming a year ago. Like this is not new. And so I, I'm just like, he's a good example of someone that fantasy Twitter Fantasy Twitter just thinks they're way smarter than everybody else. Yeah, I, I'm 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 gonna go on a route. I'm I'm going to rant here. I'm going to rant here because it really it, it gets me so annoyed. I, so I hit Twitter right because I thought everyone else's takes were just incorrect all the time. Like, no, I gotta get out there and let people know what I think. And now that I'm there, I'm still mad because I still think everyone's wrong all the time. It makes me so frustrated. It's, I don't think people watch film. I think they just want to make their charts and look at the data guide and be like, well, this is what it is. And then they're like, yep. And then they see the combine. They're just. I don't think people actually watch football anymore. I think they just want to look at their sheets and that's, and that's that. Um, but with David Bell, I, I actually do like David Bell and I knew he wasn't athletic. And so everything that happened at the combine was actually a, a little disappointing to be honest with you, but still was kind of like where I had him at anyway. I think he's a, I think he's a, um, a Tyler Boyd. I don't think he's anything too special. I think he's going to be a great player, but I don't think he's going to be a stud or anything. He's less, he's less dynamic, less athletic Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Which I'm with is, you on that. I agree. I can agree with that. Yeah. I think he's going to go round three. Like, I don't think he's going round two. Like, I think he's going round three. I'd be surprised. But if even if, well, maybe an analytically goes, inclined franchise might take him round two, but like, uh, he, even if he goes round three, that's good draft capital. Like, I don't think he's going to be, I've yeah. always said, like, I think he's got a shot to be a wide receiver three for fantasy, like, because he's just good at everything. Like, just because he's not great, I can, especially I can if he gets some kind of fantasy. volume. That's probably true if you get the volume, but like yeah. I think because he's so good at everything, he's good at everything, but he's not great, right? Like I think that's my biggest argument with him. I think 
Like I, I don't not comparing him as a prospect because I, I like Rashad Bateman more. Like I think he's going to be the Rashad Bateman of this class. That because he doesn't do anything great, everybody's just like, oh no, he sucks, and they're dropping him out of like his top ten because he didn't do well at the combine. And I think he's going to go in the NFL. He's going to be better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I do think wide receiver three is pretty realistic. I, that's why landing spot matters to me. Like let's say he goes to like the Eagles. I don't think Jalen Hurts can even support one guy, so I'm out. But if he goes to, like, the Patriots where they just want to throw it to the guy in the slide and throw it short every time, I like that for David Bell. I'm you know, there for it. You know who David Bell is? He's okay. the, he's this year's Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Everyone's saying that. I'm not he with might it, go, but He might legitimately go day three. I, like, I would – if David Bell fell out of day two, I would not be surprised. Like, I – like, I – I've been off him for a long time because the NFL has literally told us for a year that they hate, don't like him. So, like, yeah. why are we – like, I I, I just don't think – I think it's a 50-50 shot he goes day two. Like, I really don't think that there's – like, I, I'm way more skeptical than I think the majority I would not be are. surprised if he ends up on, like, round four. I'm, I'm Like, yeah. I wouldn't be I shocked by it. Like, like okay, I, well. I was low on him, but I was giving him some kind of – a little bit of respect for the analytic profile because it's something oh, yeah. that I try to include more and more in my process anyway. So yeah, I, I definitely – I, I include Yeah, I was, so I was giving him a little bit of respect for that. And, you know, and like Matt was saying, he does do things that are good. But, you know, like, he's not a sudden guy. He's not somebody who's quick twitch. He's not somebody who gains – a ton of separation at the top of his routes either. Like he just, he's not the type of player the NFL seems to be looking for nowadays. I think he's just the most, not the most, but like one of the most technically sound receivers. I think he has so many good fundamentals and basics. And I just, his best best attribute, in my opinion, is his contested catchability. And when a player's best attribute is a contested catchability, that is not a player that I want to be investing in. Like to me, that's a bad thing. That tells me that you can't separate. Yeah, and even when you like see people, you, you can't get open. Basically, you're forced yeah, to make contested catches. When you see people try to defend him now too on Twitter, and every comment, it's like, "Well, it's Keenan Allen. Well, Jerry Rice ran a four seven, or and this, yeah, guy ran, and it's like, yeah, oh, it's like uh, the well, combine people. Go, yeah, it's like I'm all these the anomalies and all these guys who ran slow. Like you, picked I don't get a flip over my table. History, I'm like, <laughs> I was just say I don't care about the combine. Like he, he was already being like. This is like I said. This has been a year coming. Like this should not. None be of this information anything. is new. All right, this no, is going to sound so. This is going to sound super smug, but I, I am, I am now like a Devi. Devi contributors are elite over the regular contributors because they know their actual prospects. Like I just, <laughs> I. The one, the one thing is, I'll def- <laughs> I want to defend David Bell just a little bit. Like I think it's be okay. what Mike you just said because he is so technically sound. And I think he is. In all honesty, probably right there with Garrett Wilson is like two of the best route runners in this class. That's yeah, where I think you. he'll be able to create that separation. Like, I'm not going to compare him to Keenan Allen because I don't – Keenan Allen is his own thing. Like, you, everybody says this next guy's Keenan Allen. It never happens, right? We've only gotten one Keenan Allen. But if he goes to a quarterback that can get him the ball, I do with, – with the way he can create separation, especially in the short area, like, he's very smart. He always seems to find holes in the coverage. Like – I really think that he can produce for fantasy. Again, I'm not, he's never going to be a wide receiver one, and he's probably never even going to be a wide receiver two. But in as deep leagues as most of us play in, like that wide receiver three, that third flex spot matters. And I do think David Bell can do that. If he goes, like Mike said, to the Patriots, well, they'll feed the slot. Or if he goes to, I'm trying to think of a team with the, if he goes to the Browns with fucking that stud Baker Mayfield. No, I'm kidding. I don't, I'm trying to think of like a, a good offense. I'm talking, like if he goes to the Packers and he's paired with the Devontae Chargers. Adams. So much I go to the Chargers. Well, I don't know if he goes to the, the Chargers. I'd hate to see him because I think he would 
with them bringing well, back Mike Williams. They resigned so. Mike Williams. Like, I don't know if it's, yeah. yeah. I was gonna, I was I'm, I'm out. Like, what? Mike Williams had, like, one hot streak of five games this year, and last year he had a hot streak of four games. Like, oh, I feel I like that, he's inflated. Like, all five shares of what Mike if, Williams after that stretch. It was so glorious. Oh, man. Finally, a sell window. If, I did. I sold him for Curtis Samuel that, like, two seasons ago. I was super hyped about it. Not, it's yeah, not that, great. That now. hasn't worked. Yeah, out. that that one what, doesn't sound very. What good. if he goes to Buffalo to replace Cole Beasley because they seem to be moving on from him? They got Gabe Davis on the outside with Stephon Diggs, and then David Bell in the slot. Like, there's places he could go that I think he's going to bring you more value. Now, if he ends up going to like the Colts or to Baltimore, like that's not going to be great for him. I, I right. do think landing spot matters more. Like my thing with David Bell's landing spot matters more for him than a guy like Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks. Drake London, yeah. Chris Olave, who I think he can produce in almost any offense, landing spot's going to be a big boon for David Bell. The, yeah. okay, he's so going to need a quarterback who's going to like be able to trust throwing it to him, even exactly. if he's covered yeah, or yeah. something. You know, yeah. which a lot of these guys don't want to see the guys open now. They come from college systems yeah. where these guys are running streaks and wide open, and it's it, they don't trust throwing it to covered guys. They're looking for the open guy. That's Justin Fields' problem right now. Is that he wants to see the guys open all the time? He won't throw it to A. Rob because he's yeah, covered. Two is the same way. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, there's quarterbacks that. Um, you guys are all you guys are all spitting facts out here. I love it. Yeah, he. he that's why this guy it. matters. He may not be <laughs> no, quarterback. No, I'm not he on the window. That's too tight. <laughs> <tight. laughs> But he no, did like, his freshman season. I'll give him props for, I mean, sorry, not freshman, rookie season in the NFL. Like, everybody was was highlighting all these plays he was doing, throwing into tight windows. But I just don't know what happened over these past couple of years. Maybe the injuries, maybe all this stuff kind of settled in, but he just man, hasn't been I, the same player. I think if Freddie Kitchens just completely fucked him up, the, the, yeah. from what happened in his rookie season to that sophomore year, like, and some of that I think was the offensive line too. It was so bad. Like, I don't think he's ever recovered from how bad yeah. he just seems to have those happy feet way too much now. And I think a lot of that was just Freddie Kitchen's horrible play calling in a bad offensive line. Yeah, I think I think that also ruined like Carson Wentz where he just tried to do too much and now he can't go back to what he was doing before. And I, th- I think he's, well, I'm out on Carson Wentz and and for that reason, Baker Mayfield too. It's just these systems just kind of ruin some quarterbacks. It really matters where you go. You know, I as a Patriots fan, I'm just super happy we got Mac Jones. He just fit what we did and he was great for us and, but like Man. he wouldn't he wouldn't do well on like three fourths of the other teams out there. Uh, super super average guy doing super average things. I I, I yeah, needed you on the draft. I needed you on the draft covers there, Mike. I got absolutely just blasted talking about how Mac Jones was going to matter for fantasy, and everybody told me I was an idiot all last year oh when he got drafted gosh. by the I, Patriots. I, I, did, I did he matter for fantasy? The draft. Yeah. I uh, didn't, yeah. not this year, but he will. Like at, my, well, my argument's always been twenty plus. QB maybe as a matter. quarterback too, maybe in a. Two- but QB yes, twos yes, matter. Yes, yes. Like that's yeah, my argument. Not everybody can have Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert as their two quarterbacks in a super flex. Like, someone has to have QB twos, and I think Mac Jones has a chance to be a very good one. Yep, those are replaceable. Yes. Okay, so I, I do. I do want to ask a question though. I I know in the show they asked Matt about um, Traylon Burks and and the testing. I'm not worried about either, but I want to know if you guys think maybe. Maybe he moves out, moves down like four or five picks. Like I definitely think he's out of the oh, wide receiver yeah. one conversation, right? Like yeah. he's no longer in that conversation. I was looking at grinding Probably the mocks not. today too, and I think that he's the, he uh, he was like the third to be picked. Like had the best, uh, or I mean, uh, yeah, it was wide receiver three, and then he had the best odds to be picked third. Yeah. I think like Garrett Wilson and Drake okay. London were at the top. Yeah. Actually, those were the two top guys. So right? yeah. makes sense. That's. 
That's my right, thing. Yeah. I don't remember seeing many NFL mocks that had Burks going one at all. It's always been no, Drake no. London but, or Garrett Wilson. So, like, I don't think it's affected Burks at all. I think yeah, he's Chris Olave truthers are out there too. Yeah, he's been in the first round like constantly. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people were down on him, but it's like you couldn't even sell him in Devi. And I think he's actually going to supply more value for all those people that ended up holding him and hopefully didn't sell for like super cheap or something. Cause I think he's actually going to be pretty good in the NFL, but we'll see, I guess. Who? Olave. Oh, all right. Hard pass, but we'll keep moving forward here because we're talking <laughs> about Traylon Burks. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I just want to see consensus. Do you guys think Burks is. Uh, gets drafted before or after pick 15? After. I don't know. Oh, I what does the draft picks look like? I don't even that's know. I know about, I was, that's where I was going to go. I was about to get there. Let's say <laughs> I was going like, to list you all some teams and ask for you guys. What's, his, go. what's, his, what's his line currently? Because some books have that up. And I, yeah, you're the I betting guy. Um, I have – I that it, NFL is not really in my space. Um. But I'll look real quick because I would say I would put his line at like 18 and a half. But I don't know what it currently is. I'd right, put him so, around LA Chargers, New Orleans. See, I don't think the Chargers Philly? go wide receiver. Would Philly go Philly wide receiver again? Yeah. They, so I, I think probably like so looking at the top 15, I don't, you know, uh, Jets probably take a wide receiver with one of their two picks. Maybe Atlanta does with the Calvin Ridley stuff. I don't know. I don't know if they take it right there. What are they, nine? Is that at what eight. I was looking at? Eight. I don't know if they take one at eight. I don't think Washington does at 11 or Minnesota. Cleveland, I definitely think, is taking a wide receiver with their first pick. So I do think he's within that range because Cleveland's picking at 13. Yeah, that's the only the wires, team yeah. that I could see maybe picking him because they need an alpha there, and he can probably yeah. be an alpha, do, do everything alpha for them. A versatile. I, I don't like that. I don't think he makes it past the the Patriots and the and the Raiders, 20, 21 and twenty two, right no. there. So. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I don't know if he gets past Philly either. I don't. Know if, I I wonder if Philly would take him there. But I feel like Philly's going to go all line because they need so much help on offense and defensive line. Picking back to back right there, they can probably get two good players. Like Chargers, I hope they go defensive line. They need help there to stop the fucking run. But what, what you know? Is, what's what is it's going to be. 15 and 16. They have 15 and 16. They got back-to-back picks because of the Carson oh, I was going to say, they, they yeah. probably miss out on Penning and Cross, so they got to probably yeah. take... Man, they might be the team to Some take Jordan, Jordan Davis yeah. in the first round, which I think is just a horrible miscalculation, but I think they might do it. They you have three so. picks. One of them is going to be luxury. Yeah, You uh, know where Burks is going to go, right? He's going to end up going 24 to the Cowboys. Like, he's going to keep falling, and then right. Jerry Jones is not going to be able to help himself being the Arkansas oh that he is and just take him. I mean, I don't think that's the best spot either. I mean, it won't be. It wouldn't. No, it wouldn't be. Good. No, yeah. Especially with Cooper being gone. It's just, it's something they don't need it. And I think that's the, that's going to be the big, like when they took CD Lamb, whatever it was, a year or two years ago, like they didn't need CD Lamb. They could have gone somewhere else. That, yeah. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, I, yeah, I, I, I maintain if I had to set his line, it's like 18 and a half. I think that he's going to go like to the Eagles or oh, he's going to fall to like the Pats and the I forgot. Gators. I forgot the Eagles have the 19th pick as well. So they got 15, 16, and 19. Yeah, they got three. Because wow. I can see them oh. taking him at 15 or 16 and then waiting for one of the Man, do they are they really going to take a D lineman in the first round? Like they really need I to. Think so, I think so. They will. need to. 
They need defensive line. They need cornerback. They need offensive line. That's why I don't know if they go wide receiver. Like, I think they build right there and then maybe try and grab a guy in the second because they've got good second-round pick, too. Like, I don't know. The the problem for offensive line is – The problem for offensive line for them is that they're going to miss out, basically, on, like, the top, like, five guys, I would say. Like, Neil. They do have some ammo to move, though, I guess, if they wanted to try to get somebody there. Yeah, Yeah, if they wanted to move up, they could get, like, Penning from um, Northern Iowa. He's probably the – the third guy, but I mean, they need to, I, I suspect that we see four offensive linemen drafted in the top 12. So they need to be there if they really want to get a top four guy, which yeah, I think that's the tier break. Okay. I got some questions for Corey again. Last mm-hmm. one. You got your, you got you got five your minute. Okay. Sure, you gotta yeah. go fast. Corey, you better go. You better go fast. Corey. It's time you. Okay. What do you got for me? <laughs> First off, I just want to know how you got into writing about football. Just, just that quick journey and how you made it to campus Canyons real fast. Oh, man, I don't even know. I guess playing fantasy football, I think I won the league the first year I ever played. I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. So it hooked me right away because I thought it was super cool. Uh, I kept getting deeper and deeper. I kept getting into the rookie stuff a lot and finding sleepers in rookie players So uh, that were you know beating my teammates that in that sense because I knew, um, which got me into college ball, which eventually led to starting my first Debbie league. I think my first Debbie pick ever was freshman Nick Chubb. And that was a ride because he freaking tore his ACL. His value plummeted like crazy. Uh, nobody even expected him to come back the way he came back. So that was pretty awesome. Cortland Sutton was my second pick. So I, I, I hit on those two. And again, like I was hooked and like, I don't, I don't know if my, my, my track record has been as good since then, but uh, it's been a fun okay. ride and I've just been I'm getting deeper and deeper into it. And now deeper into the CFF part of it, uh, taking part in my first CFF leagues, like since two years ago now, uh, C2C leagues for two years now, um, entering only my third. So that there, I'm still a baby too. Like, you know, I was, I was resorting to freaking Moxley's ranks every week to try to see what he was, what he was thinking and picking his brain in the chat. So yeah, it's been fun, man. It's, it's, it's cool. awesome to be part of this team now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, all right. My next question is, um, I had, I had two questions. I had two more questions. I messed up. Okay. All right. I can't you remember. Down? I, I just thought of one that I wanted to write down. The other Come one on. is written down. Come on, bring, the other- bring, bring the notepad. The other one is, um, what projects are you working on now? What do you have going on for, for football right now? Uh, well, uh, we've got some things going on in the background that we're pretty excited about. Uh, those will be coming to light a little bit later on. Um, me and you have been talking about the, the, uh, the start of a yeah. podcast, possibly, where we want to talk yes. about some things. Like, just from purely a Debbie angle, like, hey, we love the Debbie debate. Right. You guys yeah. dig into everything. Uh, you guys have a lot of fo- college football knowledge as well, but sometimes... You know, I think people want to focus on the Devi aspect and get a little bit more Devi out of their thing. The, the NFL transition most of the time. And right. uh, we're going to be kind of focusing solely on that. Uh, maybe a bi-weekly pod during the season. Right. Season like desist. Okay, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we just think we love, we love the college debate. Yeah, hey, I learned so much from you guys, honestly, because a lot of the time we are just focused on, like, the transition and stuff like that. And that's how we kind of find players as well is, is deeper into the college and stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah speaking, just yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking to the college thing, too, I am learning so much about coaching schemes and how much that stuff mm-hmm. matters. And, and that's, that's like, to me, like that's to get me to the next level in my thought process and being mm-hmm. a Debbie analyst. And that's, I'm, I'm really enjoying listening to um, the, the CS, the CFF podcast run by, run by Jared. I love that. I tweeted out today about Dylan Goffney and CFF Nate had his, 
had the audacity to go on there and tell me why <laughs> that's wrong. Like about Rasheed no, but, Rice. But it's all good. No, I think Rasheed yeah. Rice is going to be the guy there. I just think Goffney's the guy there for Debbie. You're going to take a pick on one of the two for Debbie. I'm on Goffney. I do like Goffney. I'll defend you on that one, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah. And I'm pretty excited, too, about doing some future work with you. I, I hope it's okay if I can announce the name of the podcast for the crowd. Are we are we good to go on it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Okay. It's going to be, it's going to be oh, back to it's going to be back to Debbie for everybody. Instead of back to school, we're going back to Debbie. All right. So it's going to be the new flagship, I think. I don't know. And then you'll have to listen to college debate once a week and it's whatever. Mike's persona is going to be hard to top. So he might draw all the attention. I don't know. He might make this the flagship. Maybe we'll see. I, I, I need to put up the quality that you do with Brandon Lejeune. I'm like over here, like I'm a, I'm just a small tadpole in a pond right now. And I'm trying to get that. I'm a, I'm a small tadpole in the pond, Mr. Hannah called you John Le- John Lennon. I think it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Oh. Your sunglasses. <laughs> oh man. Uh that might be it. This might be all the questions I have. I'll probably remember as soon as we go off air. So whatever. <laughs> good preparation for.